Hello and welcome to the Patches In Podcast, my name is Dom and this episode is just myself. Um, I don't know how many I've actually done, how many episodes I've done by myself, it doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, I think Cambridge has done a few, who hasn't done any, but what we were trying to do, were, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a chance to speak to each other. Uh, any time we've tried to record any uh, podcast so that things have just, unfortunately just got away from, uh, from us. But um, hopefully this will tide you over until the next time. Well, we hope it will be a lot sooner than this. But yeah, um, so when was the last time we actually put up an episode? Because I remember it was like we were doing it over Discord and it was quite like a, uh, it was a good good laugh. And we kind of got used to doing that. And then just the whole of July just seemed to be like everyone had a lot of things to going on. Um, I know myself with work it was quite like a lot of stuff we had to get done and I know the boys probably were the same um, but we've been up to quite a lot like I've been at gigs playing lots of games. I can really just give my, my piece that I've been doing the last couple of weeks. So I've been enjoying playing some great games. Some of the games the boys have been talking about as well. So Vampire Survivor came out on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, should I say. And yeah, I've been really enjoying that kind of game where you just, you know, you don't need to really be creative the game. You can just kind of be an autopilot, but it does have some sort of story, which is great. And, uh, you know, it's not the greatest of graphics. It's not, you know, meant to be the greatest of graphics. It's supposed to be like a throwback to the old sort of um, side-scrolling games. But it's got a lot of, um, lot of, like, achievements you can get from just you know playing different characters using different move sets um but yeah like you know worth worth a wee uh worth a wee play and i've enjoyed it i've still been enjoying it um i've also been playing um the aew fight forever game um i've decided to play it on both the nintendo switch and on pc just to see like what the big differences were between them. Like obviously you've been hearing like the Switch isn't powerful enough to run a lot of like third party games third party games and yeah, this is one of the ones that don't really run the best, but the game itself is still solid. Um if you did like your Aki games, like uh Aki Engine games, that was like WCW versus NWO Revenge or WrestleMania two thousand, uh those types of WWE or WWF games back in the day uh, it just feels so great just playing the, those types of games again and it has like a lot of variety with like the movesets and that, the story mode's a bit of crack as well it's you know a bit tongue in cheek with a lot of the stuff but the cutscenes on the Switch are just horrendous, it just it glitches, it, you know um, it is very jank as we'd say, very like choppy um, you can tell where like the frame rates dip and the graphics aren't like the best but on PC it looks a lot better um, but that's not by much by like you know oh it runs a bit solid but yeah you know for the first attempt at a main game I mean um, I think this is their first game in like forever by the uh, Aki Engine guys as well so they've you know it's more, more of a love letter to the old school games that you know, a lot of the, I know the AEW wrestler guys are big gamers, so it's fun to see them uh, have, like, a lot of fun with the game or advertising the games and stuff. Um, I've 
I do prefer it on the Switch. I know as crazy as that sounds because it's like, you know, the, the throttle and the bottleneck of uh, the CPU, but I don't know, having it portable, having a portable wrestling game like that, you know, you'd always think back like 20, what, t- probably 20 plus years to have a game like that you can have now as a full grown adult. You're like, yeah, I love this. Um, but then you've got to realise you've got a job you've got to go to and you're like, ugh, this is rotten. Um, um, I've also been playing the new DLC from Mario Kart. Um, I've been having great... F- it's one of those games, like, when when's Mario ever went wrong? You know, with the new DLC, with the characters and that, you know, I was expecting a bit more, I don't know, more guests and more, like, random characters, more, like, you know, newer maps, but a lot of the maps that they've been using are, like, you know, the old school... Uh, maps that they've had for um, other Mario Karts um, but they've been using a lot for the mobile game which I find very strange like I didn't know Mario Kart uh, mobile was still going if I'm going to be honest uh, I thought that was kind of like one and done with Mario Run and, and then nobody played that um, but Mario Kart still seems to have a lot of life in it and people were well I don't know if they were happy with paying for it but I mean I definitely was like oh, it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like anything great, um, but you know the level was it was London level and it was yeah, it was it was fine. So I had a wee go of the Pikmin Four demo. Um, obviously that's out now, and I've not really had much of a chance to um, play that. But yeah, more Pikmin and uh, on a um, you know first party game is always looks great on the Nintendo Switch. Um, yeah, your doggy pal and more, more of the Pikmin same. So, unfortunately, it's not too much to talk about with that. Um, but again, it's just if you play Pikmin, it's just more Pikmin with um, more characters and stuff. So I'm going to hopefully get like a few hours into that. Um, but I know uh, Angie's um, been playing uh, Cult of the Lamb, and like she really likes that game. And again, it's one of those ones. It's like very cutesy sort of art but it's got like a lot of um, great design, great characters like a farming sim slash uh, so I was wanting to say this, the boys of the new difference between roguelike and roguelite um, but we'll see, like you know if anyone's listening to this, like write in what you think the difference is and then I'll say to the guys the next time we record I'll see like, what their answers are and we can match up but I didn't know there was a difference uh, until Angie was playing this and we were like oh so there is, huh. Uh, but you know, I had I'd played that game like a while ago when it was the Definitive Edition came out on the Switch. But I just kind of was like, yeah, okay, I'll get back to it, I'll get back to it, and then just never played it. And Angie was just looking for something to play, and was like, this looks fun, and yeah, she's been really enjoying that. Um, so speaking of um, other games I've been playing, um, I yeah, like I managed to get a f- you know few hours into Sonic Origins. I mean, this is not like anything to write home about if I'm going to be honest um, it's basically a reskin of the original Sonic 1, 2, 3 and uh, Sonic and Knuckles but you've got Amy, you've got Sonic, Knuckles and Tails, you can play all the games with all those characters um, and you know it's out on all the main platforms uh, been playing on like the Switch and yeah it's just more Sonic, it's nice to see Sonic on that but a lot of people complain with like the the new added functions of like the jump dash like that's basically when you jump and just before you hit the ground you can spin off and it breaks the game and i'm going to be honest i didn't really notice too much of a difference 
uh, people saying it's just not the same. Uh, I think they've changed a couple of music tracks as well for licensing purposes. Like, I don't know if the Genesis or the Mega Drive had some issues with that, but I, I really didn't notice the difference there. But I did play maybe about an hour of the first one, uh, an hour of the second one, and about 15, 20 minutes of the third one. And I was like, you know what, I'll get back to this uh, when I've got some time and uh, get some get some emeralds because I do remember like enjoying grabbing all the emeralds and all the games uh, especially free when you got like the extra bit there uh, that was great um, yeah and I've also uh, been trying to catch up with like a lot of the mobile gaming and stuff there's been a few big updates that have been happening with um, po- um, with Dragon Ball Legends with the new DLC slash like you know not, well, not DLC more packs that have came out and yeah, you know, it's more of the same and, you know, your community, like, you can, can't please a community all the time, but especially, like, you've got all this new stuff that's coming out and you can't really catch up with it in the moment because you you haven't really still, you've not done the animation yet or it's all these factors that fans have been, you know, they want something new. They, they want something new. They don't want Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, again, Dragon Ball GT. They've kind of, this game's been going on for, like, five, six years now. You've kind of went to that well all too, uh, too many times but um, yeah there's other mobile games that have came out um, that I've enjoyed well one that you actually don't need to do anything at all all you need to do is just put your phone on charge and go to sleep and that's of course Pokemon Sleep um, I've had it for about the past week or so um, I haven't noticed much improvement in the sleep part of it but the actual game itself, um, it's quite it's quite bad see for the microtransactions, I would say. There's a lot that's there. They expect you to, you know, with this game, you don't know they're going to fully support. Um, they expect you to put a lot of money down for little things to help your Pokemon sleep. And you'd think, oh, when you go to sleep, they'll recover HP. You know, that makes sense, but they don't. But they want you to buy things for them to sleep beforehand with, like, uh, incense or pillows and stuff. And your Snorlax is just a big fat Snorlax that you just feed, and you're like, man, that guy's got that guy's got to go. I wish I had that kind of life. And the more you feed him, the bigger he gets, and the bigger he gets, the more points you get. And you're like, that's easy, man. I wish I had that kind of life. Um, but it's great seeing like the Pokemon, and you know, they have their own different sort of sleeping styles. Um, and then there's like one to four star ratings. Um, rarer, like the more chunkier your Snorlax is, the rarer the Pokemon it looks like is. Uh, they say they have sleeping events, which I'm like, what, they're going to just get everyone to sleep at the one time? I was like, I just don't get how that's going to work. Especially if it's going to be with like, make sure you nap at this, this particular time so when you wake up you get maybe a Mew or, you know. It's an interesting idea, but I don't really understand why they're charging so much money at the start of this. No, it's not like Pokemon Go where they've had a couple of years to understand what works for the fan base, what they like, what they don't like. Uh, but obviously they've been about hot water a couple of months ago. I've well, taken them in the remote pass and stuff. But I did have a I did play a wee bit of Pokemon Go today actually just to see what the updates were and I was actually saying to Angie it was like a bunch of like updates of you know um they had like all these events that were on but you've got to click through them all just to get through to the start it took me at least five ten minutes to get through all the the nonsense um and yeah just just exactly the same but if you want an experience where you know it can actually try to help you sleep 
I've seen a few people saying it's actually helped them get to bed on time because um, you don't realise like you know you go to bed maybe half an hour early before you try to get to sleep like what you know just keep away from electronics it gives you some like tips if you're not too familiar with like how to get good night's sleep um, I mean I'm not like a a doctor or anything like that so they won't really listen to my advice but the game at least tries to like if you're struggling from this go and see a physician or um, you know what not to drink and eat before going to sleep what helps you get there and you know exercise and helps you know all the, all the stuff that they tell you to do but you're like oh, I'll do that and then you never do because you're just you're too tired <laughs> you're just so tired but yeah there's been other things going on me and Angela are very fortunate very lucky to uh, get some free tickets for a gig, which was very, very, very cool. Um, and it was to go and see um, Motley Crue and Def Leppard. It was, you know, it was a gig of two halves, I would say. I mean, that's like, you know, a very, <laughs> a very silly thing to say. But I mean, like, that's basically what it was. Um, I have seen both these bands before. Um. Well, God, like I'm trying to remember the last time I seen like Motley Crue. I think it was like ten year ago, uh, when we were playing like Donington Download or Monsters of Rock. If you're of the older generation now, um, probably hit myself just me. <laughs> um, like those guys, you know, they were great. They've like I think it's very hard to um, you know, not like them. They're kind of like they are dad rock. They've been like together for like decades and when they came out they were you know it was uh, when you play a gig in Scotland you expect rain you know <laughs> but they came out and absolutely great didn't didn't seem like they missed a beat they obviously played maybe a little bit slower um but I guys have been going since what the early 70s you know um I'm sure they've actually earlier on that but I think it was like the 70s um and it's the same band, same same guys, like kept going even though the drummer um, losing his arm in that car accident and they managed to like, you know, build a drum kit that was all electronics to help him play and it's, it's crazy, crazy great. And yeah, like when you, you see a band like that, you're like, wow. So the, like usually they had like, a, uh, they were a dual headline tour, so you'll have one band that headlines one night and the other band will headline the next day and they kind of just, you know, they bunny hop over each other and um you know so, so the guys were out in the 70s and they came out they were like crazy great uh sounded amazing and then you had motley crew who came out and you're like Phew, guys you know 10 years ago i remember when i seen them i was like oh that was that was okay it was pretty rough very much similar to like what they played like maybe five six years before that and you're like Alright, so 10 years later you're thinking, ah, well, you know, they'll, they'll still play the hits and stuff like that, and uh, I know they've been on YouTube and news and stuff like that for uh, miming on stage, and you could understand why, but it's more like, it's a click track and stuff, so I can understand why people think they're, they're playing to like, they're playing to like a backing track, and it's like, no, no, they have that for like harmonies and um, other like to keep mostly the time. It's mostly keep the drummer in time and the basses in time. Generally, in my my personal experience. But oh, the only person that really seemed to be like, well, sorry, um, no, that's a lie. There's two people that were like giving it their all, and that was um, Tommy Lee on the drums. He was like, he was great. He was really great, but he's always put on a great show. 
and uh, Mick Mars, unfortunately, I don't know, obviously before the things that are going on with Motley Crue isn't with them at the moment. I don't know if he'll ever come back. Um, but they had John Five come in, who I've you know seen a few times. He was with like Marlon Manson. Never seen him with um, Rod Zombie. Like he's a, a great guitarist. You look at him and you're like, oh, that guy's just like a mad goth. That's what he does. He's, a, he's not going to. He's not that great on guitar. He'll just hit bar chords, but he's like such a phenomenal guitarist. Like he's um, crazy, crazy good. Um, but yeah, he's um, currently playing with. Um, Motley Crew and it was just, it was nice to see him. He was like he kind of he did fit in quite well, I would say, um, with the guys for it. Um, but my God, that Vince Neil man, oof, like those uh, YouTube videos don't really do it justice with him badly singing. You know, like when you see him live, you see him running about, and you're like, oof, man, like you know, not to slate on anybody's singing abilities and that, but when you've got like a certain range that you need to hit, maybe either down tune the guitars a bit so you can sing in that range. Or, you know, um, cut out the drinking and the fatty foods and stuff, and that will help with like you know your ability to sing because it was he was rough. Uh, Nicky was alright. Nicky six basses. He was he was fine. Um, running about and stuff like that. He brought a girl up on stage awkwardly, and we were like, "What?" And then that was it. But you know, saying all that, like you know, all the complaints, it was still alright. You know, um, with the rain and stuff like that. You know, you're just sometimes at gigs like open gigs like that you're like oh just man if I, if I paid money for this I'd be raging but since I didn't really we didn't need to um, you know there were free tickets we were like yeah do you know what can't really complain and they played it they did have a good set it was just I don't know I've spent most of the time laughing <laughs> which is you know I mean that's still a bit of fun right isn't it so um, I know Angie enjoyed it as well um, which was nice um, it was fun it was it was a great gig, a great gigs to see it. But like you know, a ten year a band that's ten year older than you know young guys coming out and blowing them out the water. I still was like that's pretty funny. Um, you know, it was like a British and American headline tour. But hopefully, hopefully, if Motley Crue, you know, don't unretire, like if they retire again and unretire, and then they retire and say no, this is the last ever tour we'll do, and then come back out again, <laughs> you're just like guys. Come on, stop stop having your goodbye tours. Um, so, apart from that, um, I didn't really do much. It's just been work, work for me. Um, but we'll try to jump into some gaming news. I mean, I know it's been a, like, you know, three weeks, so it's like, I mean, I don't really want to, you know, go all the way back to some stuff. So I can, I'll do some quick stuff that I am interested in. Uh, with Mortal Kombat 1, with um, their DLC characters kind of already announced, well, I mean, I think Hamish would just be happy with Homelander being there, uh, but Omni-Man from Invincible, and uh, John Cena's Peacemaker um, being there as well, um, you know, it's like, you know, that's three superhero characters that we've got in um, Mortal Kombat, which is very, you know, you'd think they would probably be better with, like, Injustice, that I think that might have been a better a better use of them. I don't know, like, because again, superheroes, you know, I, I, it, it's just strange. Ed Boon's a very a strange man. Um, but, I mean, this game just looks very strange. I mean, they already got, like, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, put in for Johnny Cage. Like, you know, that's, you know, the whole thing of, like, oh, look, it's a big reset and it's changing things and, look, we're doing stuff that's interesting. The game... 
eh, the game looks okay. Like, there's only so much you can do with, like, the graphics. As long as the gameplay is great, like, I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, it's their first kind of reborn universe where I think Raiden is in the game, but is not Raiden. He's not the Lightning God, obviously, now because it's a reboot. God, like, they just make everything so confusing, don't they? Because... Right, I think I tried to explain. It was like there's the it's now the fire god Lu Kang instead of Raiden. Raiden's kind of went the yeah, piece out. I don't want to do any of this bullshit anymore. And everyone's like, cool. And um, they kind of went, this is a new new universe with where Scorpion and Sub Zero are brothers and some shit. And you're like, this is bizarre. Why why did we do this? Why did we do this to ourselves? <laughs> um, but there's uh, yeah, there's other ones there. Like obviously, like if you've you know, Hamish hasn't been screaming about it that uh, Homelander and a couple of the people from The Boys uh, Black Noir um, and Light, I was about to say Lightstar what's her name? Bright Light <laughs> Bright Light Chick um, um, they're, uh, Starlight, there we go, I knew I'd remember it uh, Starlight, they're all skins on uh, Call of Duty and people are like, yeah I guess that's okay and you're like, oh, huh. you expect there to be a bit more. But then obviously they'll be pushing through it because the next season the boys will be out soon, which will be pretty sweet. So other big news is like Spider-Man got like, a, Spider-Man 2, sorry, got another trailer with uh, Venom. And you got to see kind of what he looks like there. And then afterwards they revealed the new Spider-Man uh, PlayStation 5, which looks really nice. You know, it's like a Venom kind of ink bleeding into the red with the Spider-Man logo. Very similar to what they did with the Spider-Man PS4 Pro or Pro, um, PS4 Lite Slim, I think it was. Like, it was like that kind of red, but the red's got a bit of well, I say a pit, like just black over the top of it. Um, yeah, look, it looks, looks more like more Spider-Man. Harry's been um, shown, which is pretty cool. We'll see... Um, more of that, like, you know, development, and if, uh, you know, everyone's suspecting that Harry's going to be Venom, and I don't know, like, Insomniac was saying, like, you know, yeah, it's not as clear as they make it out to be, and then, like, see if it is, I would be actually very sad, and you'd be like, oh, it's exactly, like, what you kind of alluded to. I don't know if you could have, like, you know, make Harry Carnage, I think that'd be pretty cool, but you need to kind of, you kind of need to change little things like that. Um... Other things with Square Enix saying that um, Final Fantasy 16 was amazing for them. Like, I mean, well, I mean, it would, you would want to say duh to that because people have been wanting this game forever. I know Hugh has been, uh, he just actually said he finished it recently, so I wonder if he's, um, like, how, what his opinions are. I'm sure he will have, like, an hour of the podcast where he talks about it and goes, oh, amazing, this is, like, the greatest things ever. And then me and Hamish will just look at each other going, yeah, so uh, we didn't want to talk about uh, Final Fantasy that long, but anyway, Hugh, and then he'll bring it back. So, my, my words here, in this, this moment here, that Hugh will want to speak for about an hour. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's not much else with um, big news, I don't think. Like, I know like, there's the, all the things that are happening currently with um, the merger, with all the stuff with like Microsoft and that's all up in the air and we're not too sure what's going to happen with it and people saying it's not fair and you, you know especially when it's with like Call of Duty like I understand that Activision you know that's like their bread and butter like you know they always get that one sort of game for a while that they go like I was run this into the ground COD not so much COD's been quite consistent 
Um, I know Capcom has been doing really well with uh, like Street Fighter Six and Resi Four remake. Like they've kind of went, oh, look at what you can do when you do a brand new game, but you also can stay true to like remaking stuff and giving people the same game. So you're like, uh, where do you, where do you draw the line there for for them? But Activision's uh, the the takeover from that. You want to make sure like the audience get the best that you can give them because there's not much point of like stopping folk from um, getting access to games but then if you're spending all that money on a company you want to have all the exclusives you can you want them to just have your console and a lot of people you know that might be the end for them they go like no I'd swear I would never get a Xbox and like I'm not going to get an Xbox so I guess I'll never play Call of Duty again I think there'll be very few and far between. I think if you really, when push comes to shove, people will, you know, I don't know, I'll just buy it or buy Game Pass at least. If they can somehow work Game Pass onto the PlayStation, that would be, I thought that would be unreal. I don't I don't think that would happen, but yeah, you never know. You never know. Probably the last few things maybe to talk about because, well, I don't have the boys to talk about this and see what their opinions are that uh, Ratchet and Clank rift apart. Um, people have been. I don't know, fighting with each other over the fact that when people were saying it was the only way that you could play this game was on PlayStation 5 because of the SSD. Like, there was a big thing was about the loading and that could never be put on PC or, you know, everyone knows that's kind of nonsense. PCs could basically do whatever high-end consoles claim that they can do, always. PCs are built differently. You can optimise them more with more custom stuff. You could eventually make anything run on a PC. I mean, they always say about, like, does it run crisis free or you know that's the big <laughs> that's the big thing that they try to claim but people have been uh, doing videos and testing between it saying like even if you're on it on like a, a hard drive just like a HHD or HDD sorry not HHD right, hard disk drive no HDD you can still run the game at a decent frame rate it doesn't need to be the 120 frames or 60 frames 4k you can still play the game so it's like I think people are taking it too literal, <laughs> you know, rather than being like, this is, this game, you know, it's a, it's a PlayStation game, you know, PlayStation have been doing quite well with their games coming to PC, again, um, exclusive, like, the exclusive parts of it, they'll, you know, if they give it to Epic, or Steam, or whoever buys them, uh, gets it first dibs, like, you know, I didn't think Spider-Man, um, or sorry, Insomniac Spider-Man would come to PC, but that yeah, came to PC with uh, Tom Holland face and all, but, you know, um, when you look at any of the trailers, you do see that at the bottom, saying, you know, until next year for Spider-Man 2, and you're like, ah, they've already kind of went, yeah, it's going to come to PC eventually. Same with Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16. Um, you know, everything will just come to PC, and you know, you can play it first on console, and that's not too bad, but, yeah, I know, I know that's like kind of a roundabout way just to be like, does it really matter what console that you play it on, I think it's more like, where would you want to play it on first if you can, if you want to get out of the gates, but you do think, I do think nowadays that you get punished for being a first-time buyer of anything, because, you know, six months later it's on the sale and it's got all the DLC that you paid full price for on it and you're like, fuck, why did I spend all that money when I could have just waited a couple of months? But it's the, the FOMO effect, I guess. You know, you miss out on anything. But, yeah, I guess that's 
really all. We didn't want, well, I didn't really want to spend rambling too much because, you know, it's been a good couple of weeks, nearly a month from what I can see here, where you've not heard anything from us. And we are still here, we are still doing things, we are still playing games. But uh, next time, hopefully, I say that, um, we'll have a bit more back and forth and I won't be by myself. But uh, until next time, guys, see you later. Damn it, I hit the wrong button. Ugh, every time.